Amen. As we are standing, we can go to the word of the Lord tonight. Uh, Revelation, the 18th chapter. Amen. Start reading in verse 2. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. All nations have drunk of the wine of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. The merchants, the merchants of the earth are wax rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye may not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not her plagues. Amen. We're talking uh, about living in the last days. Amen. We truly are in the last days. Amen. Amen. Turn to a few people. Greet them as you are seated. Amen. This evening. Man, wanted to uh, quickly address the elephant in the room. It smells like he's here. <laughs> but uh, obviously we're having some uh, sewer issues, but I think those have been taken care of. We just got to get the smell out. Hopefully by uh, Sunday that will be all cleaned up with some fresh fresh air in this place. Amen. But uh, you never know. There's always those issues. Amen. So we began talking about uh, last week, uh, living in the last days, kind of leading up to this is talking about the, the formation and foundation of our uh, of our great country and uh, how great it was formed. And clearly the hand of God and providence was upon the founding of this nation. Uh, we've kind of fast forwarded now. Uh, more of the present time and, and the, in the near future uh, where we are uh, now today and uh, looking over the shoulders uh, of the years to come. And we see many similarities and as we're diving into uh, talking about Babylon, that great wicked city, and uh, we see many of the uh, reasons behind it, why it was formed and, and established, and, and the, the purpose of it all was formed out of rebellion and, and confusion, uh, and we see it, it is even described as a habitation of devils, and uh, every foul spirit and wicked spirit resides there, and it just became uh, such a, a wicked place, and obviously it was uh, destroyed uh, here in Revelation 18, but we see here at, uh, if you know Revelation 18, there's not many chapters left in the Bible, uh, so clearly here here and now in 18, it literally is the last days, but yet even in the last days, the last of the days, uh, we still hear and see a voice saying, calling out to the people of God to get out of Babylon and not to be partakers of it. And so uh, being just two chapters, three chapters away from literally eternity, uh, there are still things that have to be sorted out and cleaned up before it all happens. And, and, and Revelation is coming to a close, and, and that ushers in 
the millennial reign and, and ultimately eternity. And so uh, being this close to the end of time, uh, we still see the people of God there in the earth um, and the voices calling to them to come out from among Babylon to not be partakers of the judgment and plagues that are coming and have come. Uh, and so no matter how hard things get, no matter how, no matter how bad things go, get, uh, we still see uh, God calling to people uh, that are identified by him and called by his name. Uh, and so we know that God has a plan and a purpose for it all. And so us in these last days, uh, we need to stand strong as the people of God and still take heed to this advice to come out from among the world and be separate. Even though we are not in living in Babylon, a uh, lot of the things uh, that populate Babylon are already here and already running our streets and running in our country. Uh, so we are uh, uh, probably a, a more of a spiritual Babylon at this moment. Um, but even symbolically, probably uh, so, uh, we'll actually come to find out uh, who Babylon really is, if it is the actual rebuilt city in over in the Middle East, um, or if it may end up being us. We're, we're called Babylon, the great Satan, all these things, and but many other people say other things. Uh, but I don't want to, I don't plan on being here to figuring all that out. I want to get caught away with a cutting, uh, catching away of the saints. Uh, and so uh, there, is, there is no doubt that such an empire as evil and wicked as Babylon would last uh, very long, especially with a righteous God who is coming to judge the quick and the dead and to judge this world for its sin and its wickedness. And so being the capital of the wickedness of this world and evil, uh, Babylon uh, definitely uh, was not planning on lasting. And uh, that goes to, to show us that anyone or any country that is identifying or uh, uh, acting in similar fashion as this future place of Babylon is going to experience the same kind of judgment too because uh, being partakers in such uh, evilness and wickedness, uh, we judgment is around uh, the corner. And somebody said that uh, judgment is coming to America because if it doesn't, then um, God would have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. And I, I thought that was that was profound there because it's true. If God doesn't judge our 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 country, then uh, He has to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah because. Uh, from what I can understand, uh, scriptures were seems like we're on par. We may be actually getting worse than them uh, as things are uh, progressing rather quickly in these last days. And uh, you know, it's all uh, they are. The the evil is more bold than ever. Uh, they're not shy anymore. They don't care anymore. Uh, everything is turned upside down. Uh, they'll prosecute uh, good people for do barely doing anything, and then the wicked people just get off scot-free. Uh, if you saw that uh, somebody that 
posted a, a meme online uh, during the 2016 uh, presidential campaign. They posted a meme about Hillary Clinton. Uh, they just got sentenced 10 years in prison for that. So you post a picture online, 10 years in jail, or you can do any other crimes you want, and you probably won't even go to jail. Uh, you, you see how backwards and how unjust uh, we are becoming, uh, and it's just the beginning of the downfall of it. You see, you see how, uh, how, how wicked things are, and they're not stopping, they're not backing down, especially if they have uh, the government that is uh, not doing anything to stop it. Uh, it'd be one thing if uh, they were, uh, the government was prosecuting and going uh, after and making an example of this stuff, but if they're just not doing anything, it just promotes the, the evil and wickedness to continue on uh, because they know they can get away with it. Uh, if criminals know they can get away with things, they're not going to become better people. They'll get worse. Uh, they keep pushing the line and pushing the line, and then pretty soon there's no line. just a mass... Uh, a mass running of evil throughout the streets. And there uh, you see the, the battlefield right now uh, is, is with our children. As we've known for a while that obviously they're, they're coming for the next generation, but it's even more so nowadays where uh, states are uh, looking at passing laws uh, that um, if you prevent your child from doing any kind of transgender surgery because they, the child knows what gender they are. If, they, if your child wants to do this and you prevent them from doing that, they can take your kid away now. Uh, and it's, it's just ridiculous. And that we've, there's, there's uh, people, uh, schools are, be are so wicked that they're, they're trying to groom these little kids without their parents even knowing. And, and then, uh, what do you do then? Uh, but at uh, you know, I, I saw a a a mother who was who was saying this happened to her child that they 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 did all this without her knowing. Well, uh, you know, I I I get that, but the other part of me is like, how in the world do you not even know? You know, like uh, is there is there that much distance between you and your kid that you don't see anything happening? Uh, and so we know they're coming after our children, and even the more so, and it's just, uh, and it's just sick. I don't even know if Babylon was this evil or, or Sodom and Gomorrah was that evil. Uh, but uh, this is where we are nowadays, and we are literally on the doorstep of World War III. If, if not, uh, that is around the corner. Uh, you see China stepping up its aggressions and surrounding Taiwan and all kinds of things. Everything is just... All it's going to take is just one little, one little drop of something, and all this unrest is just going to go like a, like a dominoes. Uh, and so clearly, uh, we are in the last days, and so we need to make sure that our minds and our attention are focused on God more than ever before. Uh, as much as we want to get caught up in all these things out there, we've got to be aware of it all, but uh, we can't allow the spirit of fear and, and hopelessness to creep into our lives and our souls because we know that that's not how it's going to end for the people of God. There's, there's a brighter day, there's hope, and there's glory, and there's uh, majesty, and, and the goodness of God is there for the people of God. Uh, and so we have something greater uh, in store for us, and so 
We just got to keep doing our best, uh, living our lives for God and in the midst of this world. And at some point, God's going to call us home. And then you gotta wor- don't got to worry about it anymore. Uh, and so we began uh, understanding this, this wicked uh, capital city in the last days and how it was started and talking about the formation of it. And uh, uh, it's conjured up out of rebellion and uh, confusion. Uh, and so how ungodly people built the city and uh, really they started Babel out of defiance against God. Um, they want to make a name for themselves and not honor the name of God or do what God says. And so uh, we're doing this uh, because we want to do it. We are uh, doing the exact opposite of what God and the word of God says to do. And so uh, with, with, an, 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 with a spirit like that, you can understand how uh, wicked and evil it can become. Uh, and so... Um, we, we have to have uh, the courage to stand up in the last days to be strong and to still preach the truth and declare the word of God no matter what. We, uh, we know uh, the world is already does not listen, but that doesn't mean that we should give up and say, well, don't bother with it. No, we still have a voice in these last days. We, there still are some people out there that are hungry and are desperate for uh, the Spirit of God in their lives. And if we are not speaking up and being vocal about it, how are they going to know where to go? And so uh, we have to uh, be able to stand up against uh, the evil in the last days when, when we've done all we can to just stand and let God handle the rest. Um, but to stand up uh, against an evil empire as, as mighty and as wicked as Babylon is, um, if you're going to do that, then you've got to have the courage to be able to stand alone and stand up for truth by yourself. As much as uh, uh, we feel comforted and strengthened uh, in the, 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 their safety in the multitude of of, of numbers of people, uh, and so we're all here together, and of, of course we have, uh, you know, an extra uh, boldness with us, but uh, we have to be willing to, to stand for truth when we're by ourselves as well, uh, and so because we're not always guaranteed that we'll always be together, uh, and so if we, if we don't stand for truth by ourselves, then uh, then it's, it's uh, uh the chain becomes weakened and links become uh, weakened and uh, uh, things can be not as, as strong as, as we think. And so, but if we're all individually standing and fighting for truth, that's how strong we are as a people. When we come together, we're even that much stronger. Uh, and so if we don't make a stand against unrighteousness in our homes, what makes, uh, what makes us think that we'll stand against unrighteousness in the public square? If we allow it in our homes, how can we go out in the street and say this is wrong if it's found out in our homes? Uh, and so that's what uh, can keep people quiet is if they know the, 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 they're guilty and they're convicted for what's in their homes and they're not going sh- to speak about it in, out in the public. Uh, and so uh, Babylon doesn't become the Babylon by being silent. It doesn't become a 
dominating force in the last days by being lazy or complacent or or content with the way things are or have always been. No, Babylon was birthed in rebellion, and it's not going to stop until it reaches the whole entire world. And the spirit of Babylon won't settle. It will continue to fight until its last day. As we see here in Scripture, every single day evil is out on the prowl, pushing its agenda and, and trying to uh, advance the kingdom of darkness and kingdom of wickedness every single day. It, it is relentless. Uh, and so uh, we have to be the same. We have to be relentless in, in keeping on pushing forward the kingdom of God uh, because we know that ultimately the kingdom of God will prevail against darkness. Uh, and so we saw Babel. They, they were so persistent in doing these things and building that tower and that city to make a name for themselves, they were so persistent that God had to come down and confuse the language because he said uh, nothing's going to be impossible for these people. They're so determined. And so he scattered them across the world um, so he would keep them from uh, finding each other and and building again uh, another godless uh, nation and uh, eventually... Babylon arises uh, uh, millennia later, uh, centuries later, uh, and it's still just as evil as it was in its birth, birthing as uh, a rebellious uh, city, a rebellious people, the enemies of, of the people of God as Babylonians uh, who came and, and conquered uh, Jerusalem uh, many years later. And so um, I wonder how these believers... Uh, these people of God that are in Babylon, how much they were willing to fight. Um, did they keep Babylon out of their homes when they were alone? Uh, or they just, when they get together, they say, yeah, that's bad. But then go home and, and, and not do anything at their home. Uh, how, does, how does such evil uh, get into somebody's uh, country or home or, 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 or city, um, do they, if you're not going to fight and keep Babylon out of your heart when nobody is around, you're not going to uh, stand up and, and, and fight against evil when it uh, actually comes knocking on your door because it's already, it's already got a key to your heart. Uh, and so we, we can look around and, and see all this craziness happening and, and can't believe that they did this and they did that. Well, how, how much are we on guard of our own heart? If we're so caught up looking at everyone else's mistakes, uh, we better stand guard about our own mistakes because we can easily be making, uh, letting things slip into our lives. And so uh, there are people of God still in Babylon in the last days, but if they had their heads in the sand because they can't stand the sight of sin, maybe... Uh, they weren't really making much of a difference in that city, uh, just kind of like we, we saw a lot in Sodom where uh, it didn't seem like that righteous person, the, the godly person supposedly didn't really have much of an impact in that, wor- in that city. Um, uh, and so maybe because he just kind of turned a blind eye to everything else. 
we're not really sure his his status there. We know he sat in the gates, and so he had some kind of say or influence. But was he preaching against the wickedness or uh, speaking against speaking truth, um, or was he just kind of uh, letting it go and saying, "Well, just this this world is just horrible." Uh, and so, uh, the only thing that Babylon really cares about is its own name its own agenda, the kingdom of darkness. It's not going to cons- be concerned about your name. or uh, Babylon will use people and, and spit them out and, and move on to the next people. Uh, and so uh, it's only concerned about building a name and a tower for itself. And so the only thing that can change the course of Babylon is for the people of God to make a stand for God and for righteousness. Because that's how... Uh, uh, it is one by one person at a time, converting one, uh, bringing one person to the altar, converting one to, to, to Jesus Christ. Uh, and uh, as much as we uh, hope and uh, believe and, and think that uh, a, a different president in four years, every four years we get a different guy in, he's going to change the course of the country. Well, it's, uh, it's a lot more complex than that. And so we can't put all of our f- hope and faith and trust in a, uh, in a politician. Uh, we just got to put our hope and faith and trust in Jesus Christ because we, we know that uh, we, we think, well, if we get the right politician in, then they'll, they'll make the changes that need to be made. Well, that never really happens. But the, the fact is, is that if everybody came to Jesus Christ, this whole world would be turned around instantly. Jesus is really the true change and the only change that's going to work in this world. And that's why we got to look to him and begin to keep preaching about his truth and the gospel. The only life-changing, life-altering gospel of Jesus Christ and being born again. That's the only hope for this world to truly change things around is turning to God. Uh, And so... uh, the issue that we think, uh, the, the lie that we can b- believe is, is that, well, I can't really make a difference. It's just me. Uh, what can I do against such a, such a wicked country or wicked place or uh, a wicked people? Uh, but the truth is, is that if you look through and scroll through the, the Old Testament and, 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 and the New Testament, the world was changed and turned upside down by just a few people. Many times, mostly in the Old Testament, it was just one man, one prophet, the only voice that was speaking. And, and the, uh, the power that that one voice had uh, in the lives of people. And so you and I, we can make a difference. Uh, we have to believe in, in the power inside of us and what God is calling us for uh, in these last days. And we can help make a difference in this world. And uh, we, we, we can't just give up hope and say, well, it's all going to hell and uh, what's the use? Well, there's still some people out there that need to be saved. There, we still have family members that need to be reached and, and lost loved ones and friends and coworkers that still need uh, to be reached by the gospel. And so we can't just give up uh, so soon, because then who's going to reach them? Uh, and so uh, we can make a difference. One voice, one person can make a difference in their community. Uh, and so we got to believe that we can still make a difference and not just 
hold out, well, we can't do anything until we gather on Sunday, then we can really make a difference. No, if, if we're all out, spread or out all over southwest Florida throughout the week, that's where the most impact can actually be reached because we're scattered and we're touching so many lives uh, throughout the week. That's where the greatest impact of the church can be touched uh, is through our lives individually as we are all uh, living a righteous life and being the light and the salt throughout the week. That is where uh, the greatest reach of the church is. And I know we like to gather on Sundays and Thursdays and have a, a great service and all these things, which is great. We need that. Uh, but we uh, don't need to undermine ourselves that our greatest impact is when we are out, outside of this building. Uh, and so uh, our communities need that one voice. Our communities need to hear our voice and to see us still living a godly, righteous life, to, to know that, hey, uh, they go, they, those people still go to church, and uh, uh, they're still living for God, and they still love God and doing what is right. Just doing those things are, are being a light in our dark world, and so we need to keep on doing that, and when the, the opportunity is right, we can speak those words of uh, uh, and planting those seeds in their hearts and life and let God do the rest. Uh, and so we, uh, in these last days, we need to keep on living and being a light uh, because one person can make a difference. Even in Babylon, as we saw um, how one person can make a difference, a man by the name of Daniel, how he uh, interpreted uh, Nebuchadnezzar's dreams. One person made a difference. And, and you can see how God, even in those last days, and even in, inside Babylon, God has people on the inside uh, working uh, there. And so uh, Daniel is one of those, and we see Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, obviously how they made an impact uh, in Babylon uh, as they were already slaves and taken out of Jerusalem. Uh, taken in the first wave of, uh, of captives. Uh, and so we see that uh, Babylon eventually made its way uh, to conquer the city uh, in, in the, the, the city of Jerusalem, the capital and of Judah and, and, and Benj- the tribes of Benjamin and uh, the last two remaining tribes. Uh, but the, the northern tribes, the ten tribes, the other remaining tribes of Israel, they were conquered many years earlier, uh, around 720 B.C. or so. The Assyrians came in, and they conquered the, the northern tribes, the ten tribes, and, and Judah and Benjamin were left behind uh, as the two remaining. Uh, and so um, we know that Babylon, we know Babylon means uh, uh, confusion, it also can mean tyranny, figuratively, tyranny. Uh, and so I, I just happened to look up, well, what does Assyria mean? Uh, and oddly enough, Assyria uh, means uh, successful or blessed. Uh, and so I, I quickly did the, the, the math, and I know this is, you know, you can, you can rub two numbers together and you can make it say whatever you want, but it just kind of, it just clicked really quickly for me that, uh, you know, 120 years before Babylon showed up, Assyria showed up. The Assyrians showed up and they conquered that. And so, uh, you know, uh, once success success showed up, 
120 years later, then confusion and tyranny showed up. And so, you know, just thinking about our country, uh, when, when did success begin in our country? 1900, the Industrial Revolution happened, and then, you know, 120 years later, here we are, and we got confusion and craziness. Uh, so, you know, uh, it's easy to, to make those, those connections, and obviously that's only found on my own crazy thoughts, but uh, it is interesting to see how, how Babylon and, and how evil got into uh, Israel and into the, 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 the promised land, and it's not like uh, they just showed up one day, even though they did show up just one day, but it, it, uh, it took, uh, it wasn't that direct, because if the people of God are truly being the people of God, when the enemy shows up like that, they will, they will fight them and, and God will be with them to deter them and defeat their enemies, as they did many times in the Old Testament when they would go out to war against the enemies of God and the enemies of Israel, and God brought victory in their lives. That's the, the direct conflict and uh, direct encounter of them. But uh, the best uh, attack that the enemy has is to go in secretly, as we see um, with uh, Balak and Balaam, where he wanted uh, to curse Israel. And uh, Balaam says, I can't curse them because they're already blessed. But he says, I will tell you how to defeat them, though. You get them to, to mingle with the, the unbelievers, and then God will curse them himself. So Israel was so powerful that no uh, outside force could invade them because God would be, God's hand is upon Israel. And so they could not be defeated from the outside. The only way that they were defeated was from on the inside. And the way that our, our great country has been formed, as we talked about, the foundation of it and the forming of it, and um, mostly because of the Second Amendment, how you know everyone has guns, we haven't been invaded uh, by another country, and, and I don't think that will happen, uh, and hasn't happened, uh, and so we, we're not going to be defeated from an outside foe, and so how will we be defeated from the inside? We'll just rot away from the inside, and then the enemies come in. That's how, that's how uh, Assyria, the Assyrians came in, uh, that's how the Babylonians came in, is because the doors were already open for them. Why? Because uh, evil was already in the people's hearts. They were not serving God. They, were, they didn't care about God and his testaments and his laws and his ways. And so, therefore, uh, the, they were being cursed by their own actions. And so God, God's not going to defend and fight for them if they weren't living for him. Uh, they were in an idolatry, and, 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 and as, as God even referenced, it's a, a, a adultery. Uh, going and pursuing all these other gods. Uh, and so uh, the judgment of God came in through the hands of the Assyrians and the Babylonians. Success showed up, and then uh, confusion and tyranny shows up. And so it's all because uh, of uh, the turning of, of their hearts. Once, once their hearts are turned, uh, that's, that's where the, the fight really is. It's in our homes and it's in our hearts. Uh, and the, the easiest way uh, to get into somebody's heart and home is 
uh, is through success and blessing. As much as uh, we want to, uh, we, we talk about uh, the blessings and promises of God, uh, and we, we enjoy those, and, and we, we're grateful for the blessings, but uh, living a, a blessing can also become a, a stumbling block. If we're not careful, if the people of God are not careful, blessing can be a stumbling block because they're, we become to the point where we're so blessed that our heart turns and we forget about we don't need God anymore. We've got everything we need. Uh, and so uh, being a, a blessed nation as we are, have been blessed for so long, uh, can actually become the seed, that, uh, the, the key that unlocks the door to everything else uh, coming into our hearts and lives because uh, we uh, uh, of, of prosperity and blessings, and so uh, they are good things. Obviously, we're not we're not we want to live a blessed life, but we also have to understand that it can also become a downfall. Uh, we we know uh, that with that, God's finally answered my prayer, or finally got my new house or my new car, and all these things, and, and so. All these physical things, and we, uh, he's met all my needs, and so then where is our urgency to keep praying to God? And I know how shallow that sounds, but it's, it's reality. It happens. It really happens. And so where's the drive to keep seeking God after I've got all that I need? And so thus can begin the, the turning of, of our hearts. Um, and it's not as blatant and obvious as we think it should be. That, I, well, I'm in church today, there's no way that tomorrow I'm going to be out of church. There's no way. Well, that, that may be true, but what about this time next year? It's so subtle that when evil creeps in and, and the cares of this life creeps into our heart and, and life and uh, uh, we, what we allow, our, our guard goes down, we're not so on guard in our homes, and allow, well, that's not too bad. That's not really a sin, so, you know, that's okay. And it may not be, but is it, you know, could it eventually nudge you in the direction away from God, or does it nudge you towards God? Uh, so uh, I remember in, in Bible college, you know, the, you know the, the Holy of Holies, you know, Bible college. People go there to learn about the Bible, right? That's, you know, pretty close to heaven on earth, right? And, you know, you walk around and you're thinking that, well, you know, what, what a great generation, all of our friends and all these stuff. We're all going to be going to do great things for God. Well, you know, once that's over, once you graduate and leave, year by year, you see people just dropping off, dropping off. And, you know, I, I don't know, I can't, I haven't kept track, but I, I would say maybe half the people I went to Bible college with aren't even in church anymore. Uh, and so it's just a slow, uh, it's subtle, the turning of, of our hearts and our homes. And once our heart is turned, once our home is turned upside down, then really that's all the enemy needs is a foothold, is a stronghold in our in our heart and gets one household after another, after another, after another. And so it's not going to make a big, bold declaration and, and start running in the streets and the, the public streets if it's not ready, if it's not that time yet. Once it converts, uh, once it gets into enough hearts and removes God from enough hearts and removes God from enough homes, 
Then it can begin to work in the public square. And as you can see how, how godlessness and, and, and wickedness just prevails and runs so blatantly in the streets nowadays, uh, if they're doing that now, what does it tell you about the homes and hearts of everybody around? If evil is so bold just to walk down the street, uh, would, they, would they do that 50 years ago? And so what has happened? God has been removed from our hearts and our homes, slowly gets removed from our public squares and, and schools and, and, and all these things. And so uh, you just don't come out, just don't come out and say, let's get rid of God and everything. No, let's get rid of God in people's hearts and get rid of God in their homes and let more of the worldliness come in, more of the entertainment and start listening to the culture uh, of the day feeding that into our homes and our lives. And once that has uh, taken root in our hearts, uh, then uh, they can begin to work being more bold out in the city and out in the public. And, and pretty soon, uh, you just think, well, that's just normal. It's amazing how, how what seems to be normal nowadays, compare that to 50, 75 years ago, and you really see how far we are. Uh, and so, you know, even... Uh, you know, you can't even, you don't even get started on the entertainment nowadays. Uh, you know, when, you know, TV first came out, supposedly they wouldn't even show a man and woman laying in the same bed. It'd be different beds. I mean, they wouldn't even be under the covers. Just, you know, what husband and wife sleeps in twin beds in the same room? That doesn't happen. But they had that much respect. They didn't want to, they didn't want to be feeding filth and gar garbage. But nowadays... It's it's unbelievable, uh, and so that's that's how it begins when we get God out of our heart, out of our homes. We're not going to be standing for God anymore. We're not going to stand for righteousness and 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 declare truth because we we. And I'm not saying we as you and me, but the people nowadays we we're not going to fight against that because we secretly enjoy it. We we secretly are, are entertained by the things of this world. And partake in the blessings of it all. Uh, and so uh, that's how it paralyzes people from standing for what is right. Because secretly they've been at work for so many years getting it into our hearts and in our homes. And we become, we become ineffective. Uh, and so then you, you, you blink your eyes and you look and see what's going on in the world today. Well, we, we didn't get here overnight. Uh, little by little it, it gets this place and Babylon is uh, built brick by brick. Uh, musicians, if you would come. And so, we even see the, uh, the prosperity of, of Israel once they get into the promised land. This they finally arrive in the, the, the place they've heard about for 500 years, a, the land of their own where God is going to bless them and give them their homes, uh, this land and their property. I mean, they, they literally, they walk into this place and they get to take over. Everyone has a free house and free property and free home. And, you know, they're trying to do that today nowadays, and it's, it's just crazy. Uh, but uh, as, as much as they long for that, they finally got it. But then what happens? 
after Joshua dies, that generation dies off, what, is the, what does the Bible say? There arose another generation who did not know God, nor any of the things he did. One generation from, from success, and nobody knows about God. God was out of their hearts, God was out of their homes, and you wonder why things get turned upside down. Uh, and so in, in these last days, as you stand with me tonight, as these last days, we still have to be that beacon of light, that beacon of hope. We still have to stand guard in, in our homes, stand guard in our hearts, uh, because that's where the battlefield is. We, they're, they're, they're already brought the, bringing the battlefield to, uh, to, to our doorstep. They're fighting for our kids and, and trying to pollute and, and transform their minds uh, even as early as elementary age, are trying to get in their minds. That's how, that's how, that's how uh, blatant they are and how bold they are because that's they, 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 they know that's, that's really the final stretch. If they, can, if they can get this current generation when they're five and eight years old, we're one generation away. What, what, what's this world going to look like in 20 years? If, they can, if they're impacting the eight-year-olds, and they're saying that the 10-year-olds can decide to have gender trans, uh, surgery and, and become a, a boy or a girl and, and get mutilated because children know what they want. That's where we're at. And I, you, can't, you, can't, uh, you can't imagine that God's going to allow this stuff to continue that much longer. I mean, it, the people of God who, who live... Uh, a holy and righteous life. We just see this, the, 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 the darkness and the evil and the wicked, how, how worse it's getting. And you can't, your soul is just, is, is vexed day by day. And you just, how much longer can this go on? But we know that God has a plan and we know it's coming to an end. Living in the last days, we got to still be standing for God and doing what the Word of God says, loving one another, um, blessing and helping one another, equipping one another, praying for one another, uh, because we need one another in these last days. Uh, and so it's, it truly is amazing what can be done what, when evil, when the restraints are left off of evil, and man can go and they can just be do what they want, and it's it is, it is so terrible that we're in such a place. But we understand, we know that uh, God has called us for such a time as this. That God allowed you and me to be born in these last days because he has a plan and a purpose for us all. We don't need to be afraid of the world. we got to stand boldly, declare that God made me born, allowed me to be born in this day. That means he's going to use me to do something great in these last days, in the last days of the church, to usher in a final revival of souls in this world, uh, that God's going to reap a final harvest, a latter rain's going to be poured out, and he's going to use you and me because we are here living in these last days, living for truth and standing on the word of God. We don't need to back down. We need to be boldly declaring the word of God in our daily words and actions we're going to see what God's going to do in these last days. Amen. And we can sing unto the Lord tonight. Lord, help us, God, to, to stand, God, to be the people, Lord, you've called us to be.
to not back down, Lord, but to be that one voice that won't, that won't be quiet. Hallelujah, because you're going to use us mightily, Lord, for your kingdom, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. That is what I long to Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, there is none like you, Lord. We love you. We worship you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace and mercy, Lord. Help empower us, God, in these last days, Lord, to live for you, to be a witness for you. We give you the praise. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed. Let's go and continue to be the light of this world. The only hope is Jesus Christ. God bless you.